All right, ready? You speak into the mic. She co-hosted the show, Robert. Oh, my God. That's God's true. God's sakes. Um, Listen, Mr. Romance. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. Hi. Hey, guys. What's Hi. going on? Hey, what's going on? Nice to see you. Uh, I want to remind everyone to go to Apple Music or wherever you get your podcasts. A uh, little purple Apple, icon. Apple Podcasts, and there's a little purple icon. You can get up to five stars. You can leave a review. Dude, you got to do that. There are episodes of the shows where you can literally pick... You know, getting a lawyer for your for your movie, or you can pick, um, you know, Antoine Fisher's story, how yeah. he how he made it, or or uh, Tommy Harper's story, how he ki- kind of went from an AD to an executive producer in all the biggest movies in Hollywood. But uh, you know, you can pick them and send send them to people who may need them. I have friends actually who've reached out, who I told them about the podcast, and they go back to the first season and they'll shoot me a text like cracking up about certain episodes, and I have no idea what they're talking about. I'm like, what do you mean? Roberts and I they're like oh episode like 8 this was so fucking funny so. we were funnier back then we were funnier back <laughs> yeah, then yeah we had more jokes and the shows were longer so we had to like make, yeah. make up things today though I want to get into it right away because there's kind of a lot to talk about we're not going to talk about film stuff per se Ooh. we're going to talk about non-scripted reality kind of want to talk about IG a little bit okay um just to figure out if people should writers if people in the industry should be thinking about pivoting and moving into the the space of non-scripted and reality which that's a big space you know so we have ann lewis roberts here today. hey, hey. Yeah. welcome back welcome back this is uh, i don't know you, you've been on the show more than anyone else yeah like more than any other guest she's like a co-co-host yeah so she Co-co-co-host. wins co-co-host she that's wins a badge of honor yeah, yeah. very excited your expertise is in non-scripted. If you want to go back and listen to Anne's episode, it's really great. Yeah. Uh, it talks about her entire career. We're not going to get into that today, but just to give you an idea, she started at, at uh, Entertainment Tonight. Then she moved over and launched Access Hollywood. And then she moved over and worked at E! where the Kardashians ended up starting. So mm. you've had a pretty amazing I don't know, 10 years, whatever, how long, however long it took to build all those shows. Did you build a Kardashians? I put a Kardashian on the first E! show it was called filthy rich cattle drive and courtney was on it i remember that show was that you that was me oh okay. that was me with joe simpson um oh my god joe simpson remember that joe simpson and um and then my friend elliot goldberg and ryan seacrest um decided to go over to the kardashians house had nothing to do with that show but they went over to the kardashians house and he was the one who discovered them as uh, a reality show you know right now in the industry there's a strike wj striking sag is probably going to strike yeah. which is going to shut down everything <laughs> i don't know how they do it i don't know how you turn something into nothing yeah. you go into shooting a reality show and sometimes you don't know exactly what you have an idea i think but you don't know exactly what you're going to shoot and then you turn it into a show and then a network says can there be something else happening here and then you turn that into something it's it's remarkable i think it's an amazing thing but um What's the industry like these days as it refers to reality? You know, we were talking about it the other day. I thought that maybe reality wasn't as big as it was five years ago. Is that not true? Mm-hmm. No. Same. Unscripted? You know how you watch documentary after documentary after documentary? I mean, unscripted is basically versions of that, versions of Entertainment Tonight segments, versions of CBS Morning segments, where you see something that you find interesting, like Bachelor's, who get to speed date with 20 people, you know, you pull that apart, that segment, and that becomes a show, that becomes The Bachelor. So it's anything that is quirky or interesting, and then you 
turn that into a couple of different things, right? Either a doc where you follow somebody or a competition show or TLC is full of just every quirky thing you've ever imagined, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah, like yeah. the foot guy and the 600 pound sisters, you know, again, those are unique, interesting stories that you wish someone would tell you, then they pull it apart cast it and turn it into a series. Everybody was thinking with the strike that there was going to be filling in with all the unscripted television because back in 2008, when that other strike happened, was it 2008? It was a massive, massive boon for unscripted and all of the shows from that time really became solidified because they just aired them over and over again. Mm. They kept picking up season after season after season. So I'm not sure if that's Big Brother and Survivor and The Bachelor, but those shows just really had a chokehold on us because we watched a lot of them year after year. And I think some of the shows, people didn't pick up year after year before that, you know, like you would pick up a scripted show. But back in that day, it became, of course, we're going to have another season and another season and another season. This time is really different because this is also the imploding of television as you know it between the streamers and the broadcasters and all that that's going on. So it is 1000% the opposite of what it was in 2008 where everybody was like, what do you got unscripted? Right now, nobody's buying anything. Everybody is scared to death because people have been fired at every single company. Yep. And so executives are listening and looking behind them and saying like, am I next? And what are we buying? And who's gonna win? So if my company bought a streamer and I have six other broadcast channels and cable channels, um, who's gonna win? Who are we programming for? Are we programming for Peacock? Are we programming for Max? Are we programming for Discovery Plus? It's it's a really tricky time while people try and figure it out. So the difference between 2008 and now is that in 2008, they were doing all these reality shows. And if I think what started to happen is they started creating entire networks, like Food Network, uh, that ended up blowing up. And, you know, you have all these shows about, about food and about traveling and about eating HGTV. Food. HGTV, home about renovation. building, home yeah. renovation. And yeah, right, exactly. Well, that was about, yeah, that was about 20 years ago so that was 20 years ago but it didn't really blow up until the strike happened then all of a sudden it was populated with all of these super hits right broadcast network blew up in the unscripted space in prime time Mm. because before that prime time was really the holy grail for scripted and that's where you won the emmys and that's what you were so proud of and unscripted was a dirty secret that was on the cable channels the hgtvs and the food and the the pet channel and animal planet you know that was sort of like the the dirty little secret that you would go home and watch but on the broadcast networks it was high quality yes and when those shows went away in 2008 people said okay guess what we're gonna have to do different shows and put them on and that's when they became less embarrassing for the networks and they made money was extreme home makeover like one of the biggest to come along that ended up fitting in like an eight o'clock time slot on a Thursday night or Friday night yes and that was because you know it was feel good it was on ABC ABC would never put on a show um, like mass singer at that time um, which is just a crazy fun variety show they wanted something with heart 
So every time that they helped a deserving family, you know, it fit in with uh, the other shows that are on ABC, like Good Feeling, Sitcom, Heart. Mm -hmm. But then they eventually went on to do The Bachelor. I wish I knew what year The Bachelor came out, but, you know, The Bachelor started out, uh, you know, finding love. Mm -hmm. And we all know what The Bachelor is. Right. Um, and Big Brother. What were some other ones? Uh, Survivor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Amazing Amazing Race. Race. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Amazing Race started winning awards, and I remember when it started being nominated for Emmys, people on the scripted side were going crazy because, again, there's just less room for them to win those Emmys, (laughs) you know, if something in the unscripted space. And they were mad, too, because they thought we were taking their slots. Um, I don't know that that scripted people feel the same way anymore. Maybe they do, but it was – Nobody was happy about scripted filling in at that time, except for broadcasters when they realized it was working. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Dirty Jobs won a lot of Emmys too. Dirty yeah. Jobs. I, I like that. that, that was a good show. Nineteen ninety nine, The Bachelor, first season. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so this, The Bachelor, I think when it first started, wasn't necessarily going to come back for so many seasons. But by two thousand eight, there were, I think there were two seasons a year. Right. Yeah. You had The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So it just, anything that was doing well back then, they doubled the order. And then all those game shows, you know, a lot of Steve Hart, all the game shows that came on, those were not there at the time. It's pretty remarkable. Also, there's a big difference between 2008 and all of these networks being populated with non-scripted. And now, because now, I mean, I don't even understand how it all works, but you've you've got free TV, You've got cable TV, which some people are still have a cable box, you know. So there are networks like Any, Lifetime, Bio, that you have to have a cable box yeah. to watch, right? You can't subscribe to it. So they're hanging on to whatever money they can make from the cable box. You've got f- this free paid ads or oh, uh, what is it? AVOD. Fast channel. You have AVOD. Free. You have fast channels. I don't even know what a fast channel is. What is a fast channel? And is there an example of a free fast channel? Free ad supported streaming television. So Pluto TV is has fast channels on it. So okay. that just means programming that used to go be sold into syndication or um, in a in a library somewhere that you would find or a cozy TV. Um, People. I love Pluto Cozy TV. TV, dude. I love Pluto TV. You like Pluto? I mean, I've never heard of these things. I don't, I don't even know where to find Maybe them. Mexico's on Pluto. Is it? I, yeah, it is. Oh, okay, it's yeah. also on uh, ChicanoHollywood.com. Chicano, yeah, and then you have that. Like, So is Freebie? Let's just use that as an example. So Amazon Television. Freebie is owned by Amazon? Freebie okay. is owned by Amazon. And Amazon actually bought IMDB TV, which was IMDB was the industry library for actors and writers and directors it was a directory yeah imdb and that's how you found out who represented actors and actresses and then during that digital moment in time in the 2000s they started doing videos to go with that and then amazon bought it and then amazon turned it into freebie so amazon is something you have to buy the app in order to have it, or you have um, Prime, yeah, right. Prime, yeah, video, and it comes with it. But lots of people don't want to buy that, so they were like, "Okay, we have to figure out how to get another bite at that apple until we can force everybody to buy the app." And why don't we make Freebie free, 
and have advertisers pay to be in it. So it's free to a regular person who doesn't want to buy the app, mm -hmm. but it's still owned by Amazon and they still hope you're going to go buy the Amazon app because they advertise on it. But otherwise they just program stuff that isn't anywhere else. Yeah. So now there's like a thousand of these fast channels. Right. Some air on streamers, some air on like the YouTube lineup, some air on Pluto. And basically you go find the one that has the programming you like. You have to watch it like you used to watch a broadcast channel where you have to tune in when something comes on. It's different than Netflix or Amazon where you pick what you wanna watch because you paid for it. And you have to watch the commercials because that's how it's getting paid yeah. for. You're not paying for it, but what you give up is that you have to watch what they program and you have to watch the commercials, which is basically NBC, ABC. Yeah, it's the original. <laughs> it's like yeah. how it's it's what it used to be, right? right? Like if you want to watch a show, you then you have to watch the commercials. There's no TV. Well, I don't have TiVo anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, there is. I haven't. No TiVo. Well, what's it called? Where you stop it? I can't. Oh yeah, where you where it's uh, recording yeah. television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they don't they don't have that on a fast channel, right? You yeah, have to, like, you can stop it. Oh, I don't know actually. You can't zoom through the commercials That's you right. have to watch the oh, yeah, commercials. yeah 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 so then what's the difference between avod advertisement video on demand so that's just the way you watch it so avod is means that if you go to watch that you can pick made in mexico yeah and watch it you don't have to watch whatever they've programmed in those oh, different day yeah. parts. Right. That's that's less like Pluto and yeah. they just rake episodes. Like they're they're running regardless. Like right, you right. can turn like, it on, it's always playing. It's just gonna run. But like even AVOD, so like Made in Mexico, it has commercials in it, right? That's how they make their money. So like, okay, you pick Made in Mexico, you start that's watching. How you it. make money, hopefully. That's right? how I make money. Yeah, and supposedly it's a lot more lucrative for for filmmakers to go AVOD versus VOD, video on demand, because that's when you have to purchase. Right. So yeah. you right. So ad supported video on demand, AVOD, is more lucrative because if a programmer puts Made in Mexico on, they're going to put it on once a month, and if I want to watch that content and I go to it, I. It may get picked by a hundred of us. Yeah. So each time it gets picked, you get paid. Whereas on free fast channels, yeah. the programmer is probably not going to pick it that many times. Right, right. So okay. it, a lot of this is just the distribution channel of it, you know, like where it lives. And and that's why I think people are sitting on their hands right now because we're all waiting. And this has never happened before in the history of media ever, ever, ever. Not even when cable channels came because when cable channels came, we just knew we were gonna have room for everything because broadcast networks were so different from Animal Planet yeah. you know, or Bravo. At this moment in time, so many big corporations have bought real estate that each one of these Warner Brothers Discovery owns two streamers that they have to figure out how to program and you have to pay for both of them, right? So that's Max and Discovery Plus. They own all those other channels, CNN, HGTV, Food Network, and they have to figure out, are we gonna program for those things? Or are we gonna program for Max and Discovery Plus that are gonna be the future? 
you know, that you're going to buy those yeah. apps. So right now, again, when you go to pitch to somebody at Warner Brothers Discovery, you still do go to pitch at HGTV and food because those are juggernauts and not going away anytime soon because people are used to paying for that bundle. But someday those are going to end up on either Discovery Plus or Max and those cable channels are going to go away. It's just we're at the precipice of it. Like who's going to win? And, and it's based on humans, which is still awesome. It's based on viewers. Like viewers during COVID were buying more and more apps. And then all of a sudden they were like, wait, I have 16 apps that I pay for. <laughs> and that costs the same as trying to unplug from my yeah. bundle. So recently you've seen on Disney um, Plus, like again, Netflix, it's slowing down because people are like, okay, I don't need that many apps. So they're unplugging or watching their one series, watching their Ted Lasso on yeah. Apple TV. And then like, oh, I'm done. I'm going to unplug next month. And so again, programmers and owners are like, shit, what do we do when someone unplugs after they watch one show? How do we get them to stay? And it might end up being taking all of your assets putting it on your streaming app and forcing people to come watch HGTV and food and Ted Lasso. It's not Ted Lasso, you know, and just, and Max, which is The Last of Us and Succession, you know, and you force yourself to put it all into one, yeah. one thing. That would make the most sense. Just to be clear, we've got HBO... <laughs> HBO Max, which is no longer HBO Max, it's called Max. Okay, that's you, Max. You've got uh, Disney Plus, you've got Apple, you've got Netflix, you've got all Prime. these ones that you pay for Prime. Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. So you pay for these and you can pick what you want to watch. Paramount as, Plus. Paramount Plus. As long as it's there, you can pick it, watch it whenever you want, stream the entire season. Now, and then, then there's also Fast Channels. Free TV, which you watch and has commercials just like they used, just like yeah, we used to old have. Old school style, yeah. yeah. Old school, you have to watch what they have, um, and then there's still cable, which you can't just watch anytime you want. There's tons living there, and then you've got AVOD and VOD. Yeah, is that everything? Probably not. There's probably other things. There's, there's <laughs> IG, there's YouTube, yeah. there's, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's just apps. Like Johnny from Chicano Hollywood has an app that's right. basically the same as it's laid out just like a Netflix. What does that mean, though, for for people that are trying to make money? I mean, it's so spread out now. So, yeah, it's saturated. So is there money to be made? Who's making? Who's earning the money when you're so spread out all over the board? Is it the streamers that are really making good money because they're actually getting paid $17, $18, or actually... Paramount's only $6 or $5 a month. And I think Apple's only 7 But um, they're making good money because they know they've got millions and millions of, of viewers. But what about the free TV guys? Is that just pennies? No, because it's at every price point, right? So not everyone in America can afford to sign up for all those apps. Not everyone in America can afford a cable bundle with ESPN 1, 2, 3, 6, and 12. You know, I mean, so you have everybody's appetite is really different and then everyone's age dictates what they're aware of you know somebody who's 50 and older probably isn't aware of chicano tv yeah you know uh un, you know they just probably aren't unless someone told them about it so i think we're also we are the last generation of people to and I'd look at me and you cuz i think we're the older ones here in the group we're the last generation of people to have grown up you know, with 
the broadcast networks you drove home so you could see you know who must wants see to be TV. a millionaire yeah must see tv that's not the way our kids watch television they didn't get grandfathered into it it's why syndication just went away because even though access hollywood is syndication but the the syndication departments at most places used to be and why writers are mad, and this plays into the writer strike, it used to be if you wrote a show, you prayed that you could get to 100 episodes. When you got to 100 episodes, a syndicator bought it from you, and they re started re-airing it again, and then the writer would get money from that. If you ran it over again, like Fraser, that, that ran for years. So each year you'd get a little less money and a little less money and a little less money. But those shows made money for people for the rest of the dawn yeah. of time. You're done. So now if that goes on a streamer, it, it parks itself in their library. And there is no rerunning money that goes. It's just there every second of every day. You don't have to wait for it to air again. You don't have to wait for that episode. You just go get it. So everybody's having to figure out like, how does that work for writers and producers and actors who you used to wait for that syndication money? Like that's, that's gone. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah, there was a time when Disney, you know, you watched like you waited for, well, you guys are too young, but there was a Disney movie every Sunday and you'd watch hope Bambi came on because Bambi was in theaters and not available to watch anywhere else unless Disney showed it to you on a Sunday night movie. Uh, that Those days are over. You can see whatever you want. Now you can see Bambi all day long on, on the <laughs> Disney channel. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting. I mean, who knows where it's going to end up. For people that are thinking about pivoting and, and, and starting to pitch reality, is there something that is working or not working or, or stopped working or... My answer is still the same as what I think I said the first time we talked about this. You have to, if you're a new to unscripted, you have to go attach yourself to somebody who is successful in the business because it's not about you coming up with your ideas. If you go, if, so say you get lucky enough to get to the right person to pitch, they most likely are not going to pick you because you have to spend your money on a sure thing and talent, someone you don't wise. know yeah talent wise and producer wise okay, got it, got it. and and um someone you don't know is a blind date and is not and you you aren't going to want to do it and your boss isn't going to want you to do it so you've got to be a proven entity um to pitch to somebody so you could have the best new idea in the whole wide world be very hard to sell it if you aren't attached to somebody who has spent that buyer's money well and had a hit they're just can't do it they can't they can't take a chance on people anymore so even even overseas formats that do well you know you still have to partner with somebody who could produce that here um see i'm 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 pitching my uh to Ann, and then we're going to Stanky with the motel show. Remember the, the right. makeover no, motel? You already That's went right. to Stanky. You don't need anyone else. You're okay. Well, no, I'm going with Ann. What are you <laughs> Aren't you paying attention, Robert? She's not going to listen to me. She's proven. Proven entity. Hey, He's a magic maker. Hey, he wants Fazul. Yeah, he wants Fazul. Hey, he wants Fazul. Hey, he um, I mean, look, that the, all that stuff's pretty fascinating. I think what what... I'm deducing from this is if you're out there and you have ideas and you're not a known producer, uh, you should team up with somebody who has experience in the field of reality. I think it's the same for a film, 
find someone that you can team up with that can get you through the yeah. door that people trust uh, with a bunch of money and then just make sure you get your piece do a really really good job and maybe next time they'll trust you is that is 100%. that a possibility all you have to have is one thing under your belt that you did well and then that buyer is is going to say they did it before yeah. you know it doesn't have to be a track record of 10 years it just has to be that you did it yeah you did it once and you so did it well so and you want some fazools that's the bottom yeah line. you gotta get some fazools <laughs> and what is working right now is competition is still working on the cable level on the netflix has a bunch of good love slash competition shows um travel shows still do well um you know dave chang going and tasting food all over the country you know so if you have a couple of format mashups you know like food and travel um and for Disney Plus, Disney's just doing. They're they're one of those s- delicious silos where they're taking Marvel, Pixar, ABC, and they're you know they're sort of only do programming that's in their world. So it's kind of hard to sh- wedge yourself and pitch to them because they know their world so well. Um, so the whole industry is really at. Um, at a point of re reinvention really yeah. especially with all of these networks and all these things even even we uh, doing a beautiful darkness we're thinking about going to Tubi, maybe saying like hey we'll do this for you because we know you don't have a ton of money we'll do this for you for a little bit less a whole series they're doing a series with um joe lawrence, joe lawrence. yeah they're doing a ser- a show like with a joe crime lawrence? series with him which is looks like a legit budgeted show you know question though for you and so going back to like the travel like you were saying food and travel and stuff like that if you did say on your Instagram, on the Instagram, if you did your own like kind of show like that, hit, hit you know what I mean? You do it on IG. Because I had a great show for Davey Dave called On a Sick One, and he would travel around LA and go to different places and we Still would eat food. Do it. Still would do food. But if you do it on your IG and, it, and you get a little bit of a following, could you then take that to someone like yourself and say, hey, look, here's this show. We do it. Would you be interested? Would you then take it out? partner the stuff mean, like that work it's brilliant it's the new sizzle reel you know right. people used to have sizzle reels where they were like this is what it could like look like this is jumping over that and saying not only this is what exactly. it could look like people are killing for this and clamoring that's yeah. that's that cheap old houses that i talked about yeah. all the time let's ago. talk about that right now real quick so Anne has a show that she i believe that you guys with bill stanky discovered on ig yeah right tell us about that because that's exactly what you're talking yeah. about tell us about yeah. uh, cheap old houses what's the name of the new show by the way do we don't know yet we don't know yet people are voting what are the what are the possibilities to... for the name i want to vote send me, send me the link. <laughs> yes i want you to vote um the 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 first show was more of a looky loo real estate show it was called cheap old houses it was very similar to the awesome Instagram feed and then the second how the second season is now an hour and it is helping couples buy a cheap old house and then starting them out with the renovation which is really a restoration on a cheap old house so you know what I like about your show this is my, my favorite thing about the show is that there's rules you cannot renovate a house or buy a house that costs more than $150,000. Is that true? That's pretty oh, wow. cool. That is yeah. pretty cool. So it cannot cost more than one fifty. dollars So yeah. every house they do on the show has to cost less. And I think that's pretty interesting. What's the cheapest house that... One dollar. Jeez. Wow. See, that's amazing, right? Yeah. One dollar. I mean, dollar. that's a good show. That sucks you in. A really cool old church that the they couldn't keep up anymore. And so the... They wanted someone to come in and keep it and restore it, and they would give it to somebody for one dollar if they promised to just do do right by it. So that's 
that was an I, that's an IG uh, Instagram called Cheap Old Houses. Check it out. Uh, who are your partners on that? It's Elizabeth and Ethan Finkelstein. And they are the curators of this IG account, which blew up during the pandemic. But really, she's a preservationist, and he was a marketing genius. And they were, they, she grew up in a cheap old house, and she was like, why don't more people know about this? Yeah. So she just started posting, and then she partnered with real estate companies. And then it became a movement of people who were like, what? I can move to upstate New York or Ohio or Indiana, and I can buy a house that's super cool for $40,000 with beautiful wood floors and wood windows and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And all I have to do is scrub a little bit, sand a little bit. Your other partners are? So my, my production partner is my good friend, Jenny Daly at Critical Content, who does, you know, who's such a juggernaut and does lots of stuff in the lifestyle space. And then Bill Stanky is the manager of Ethan and Elizabeth and Ethan and Elizabeth uh, Finkelstein are the creators and you know they're the brains behind all of this that's awesome yeah what's really cool is, so it's kind of like escapism because in the pandemic you you go on like you're on ig and you see these old houses and you can kind of like make believe in your head like moving in what the lifestyle would be like you look out the picture of the window the yard but then they also have one too the ones that are in different countries like italy you could move into like uh, you know france the, all these old places and it's the same type of deal you know what i mean so it's almost like it's escapism you know i mean i'm not yeah. gonna I'm cheap not gonna old house inter international and that's why i was asking you about the newsletters because they have a special newsletter that if you pay a little bit more yeah, once yeah, a month you right. get these leads that are not on the instagram oh, and that you can find first because people are buying smart. them up smart. people are buying them up so, oh my God! The little the little ten thousand dollar houses in Sicily. Yeah. Yeah. See, you need to get a piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So when when does the show come out? Do you know? Uh, it's going to be the first quarter of twenty twenty four, and then title choices are: Who's afraid of a cheap old house? I vote for that one. Desperately seeking a cheap old house, or who wants to buy a cheap old house? So They're we're all doing pretty good. They're oh, all good. Yeah. 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 Hey, we'll vote. Yeah. Which one do you like? The first one. Yeah. That, that one's getting the most traction yeah. right now. I think um, that one. Well, that's, that's cool. exciting. Let me ask you guys this. This is really important. Have you heard of a company called ExtremeMusic.com? I use them all the time. Do you really? Oh, that's the first time someone says that. I think most, most big companies, and she's a big company girl, um, use ExtremeMusic.com. How do you use them? I'm like, I've already said a million times how I use them, but how do you use ExtremeMusic.com? Do you create an account? Do you have folders? Like, what do you do? Yes, critical content, and I we have an account, and um, we do a couple of cool things. One, they do a really good job at going of having silos, so you know, like the romantic feel or the travel feel, so you can go in and push in punch in your numbers. But we've been using it for so long that now we all have our favorites. So we sort of make like our playlists, like you would on Spotify, and we say, "Oh my God, these are the good ones. These are the good ones with lyrics. These are the good ones." You know, for um, so you create folders. We create folders, and then we pass them around in the office, and and mm. not outside the company because you don't want everybody using right. your special folders but um your mixtape 
Yeah, you're mixed yeah. too. That's pretty cool. I didn't even think about that, but I guess so. You guys do so many shows that you have your folders so that for reality, for drama, for whatever you're doing, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. extramusic.com, Russ Emanuel, see? Yeah, Set, uh, setting up the folders. Setting up the folders. Making it happen. All your music needs. <laughs> for all your music needs. Well, look, this has been super informative. I We could talk about this all day. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, you've been through, I don't want to date you. I'm going to say 10 years, but... To be honest, you know, if you think about when you worked on Entertainment Tonight, was there any other entertainment show when you worked on that? No. So Entertainment Tonight was the first. Yeah. Uh, and it was the best. And it was where you got your entertainment. There was yeah. no internet. There was no Google. Right? You could yeah. you, you had to watch Entertainment Tonight. So that must have been really cool. You know, it still does. It rates the highest still. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, they're still pulling in big numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys come up with that song? Was it? I, I was there after it had already been on for like 20 years. Oh, is that true? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't around in the beginning. Right. I no, wasn't no, around in the beginning not. of Access. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting is when all those other shows came in, that's why someone like Mario and Kit is so, they're so important because Mario is an entertainer and he's so engaging. So is Kit. They're so damn cute together. Courtney Lopez, my favorite on-camera talent ever. Um, they had to step it up and make it engaging as humans as well as just report the news because you can't, there's so many shows out there now, you know, how do you pick? And, you know, Mario and Kit are adorable, and I want to see them. I want to spend time with them. Well, you um, teed them up. You know, you're, you're still doing shows. You're producing now. Are, do you think you'll ever go back to working at a studio or being an executive? Um, I'm really enjoying producing, but um, those executive jobs are really fun, too, when you have a big franchise. Um, more and more these days, those exec executive jobs are... I mean, I hate to say it, but those jobs are how do we fire a bunch of people and you know, and reinvent this wheel. It's just a moment in time where that is happening and lots of great people have lost their jobs and they will come back in different positions. But those positions are fun because you get to green light things and make them happen yeah. and they will be they will be back. It's just gonna look different. Two years from now, when you guys are have made your sixth movie and Tootie, <laughs> barely will speak to us um, <laughs> you know I, I'm so curious to see what this world looks like but you're always going to need dreamers and executives who are willing to put themselves out there and and try and make things happen and you're always going to need content creators so weirdly I think this business is going to go on and on and on and on and on forever it's just going to the distribution channels are just going to change and how much we pay um, to find the content we want you know sweet. a lot about what's happening out there. You got your finger on the pulse. Now as I know they say. where you get it from. I was thinking you're so smart, Roberts. You get it from Ann Roberts. <laughs> That's, That's where correct. you get it from. That's correct. You're I, just regurgitating her <laughs> words. You use the same words even sometimes. That's right. Come well, on. no, she may be getting it from me. So, <laughs> last thing I want to talk about real quick. I think this is really important. You know, a lot of people wonder how people make money on IG. And David, Dave, I know that you have the answers to this. You were kind of talking about it earlier. Wait, was it the Benz or the Hummer that he drives? Oh, <laughs> wow, wow. No, but Mark was telling me can, that. Can people make money. money on IG still? Uh, yeah, they can. And uh, how did? How, when was ways. the heyday? The heyday uh, for creators, as far as like uh, structured payouts, was like uh, a year ago. It started about a year ago, a little over a year. They had a creator fund. It was up to a billion bucks. Jeez. Wow. Paid, uh, paid out by Meta. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so some people got uh, really good deals. I know I got a good deal, and it lasted uh, a while. Like, it, it kind of it went up. It was like a big wave. 
So like there was a, a few months where I got like a big chunk of every month you got a big chunk of, of changes. So I can only imagine people who had like you know 15 million, million followers, you know what their max payout was. But yeah, that was one way. Uh, there's another way you can do brand deals um, if you can land them. You can do uh, paid ads. Um, those are kind of easy. You don't really make a lot off of those, but you can do a lot of them. So people were making people were getting paid out from the billion dollar fund that was created by IG Facebook, mm-hmm. and then that ended. Yeah, that ended uh, a couple months ago, maybe three months ago, I think, like that. So yeah. then all those people that were counting on that money every right. month, right. including yourself, right, uh, are, are now have to find different ways of making that dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough um, if, if it's your full time thing. I mean, I mean, I've been doing it for like over ten years, so. Um, but so, but it just came like there's other YouTube has been going on. They have the same cr- kind of creator fund, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, Instagram is the only one that I was really connected to because I had a, a larger following. So mm-hmm. like it kind of landed in my lap, which was cool. I don't have a following on YouTube. I don't have a following on TikTok or Snapchat. So so who has OnlyFans? Like you got you got you got on OnlyFans. Only <laughs> uh, <I might laughs> show, on show your feet. So <laughs> show your feet. <laughs> feetfinder.com. Feetfinder.com. So how? If someone's out there listening, thinking to themselves, oh, I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to figure out how to make money on YouTube or one of these platforms. Which one would they, should they go to? Uh, the OG, probably YouTube. Uh, reason being is because they have the, the highest payout. Um, but you do need a substantial following and views. How many? How many followers? Subscriptions, right? I don't think it's followers. Oh, yeah. How is many it, subscriptions? It would, it would, okay, you need at least 1,000 followers on YouTube. But if you get millions of views... Um, you can do pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It goes more. It goes based off of views on YouTube. Yeah. Well, you heard it I here. I have a thousand followers on Instagram. Does that mean anything? Yeah. Uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, if you're out there and you're thinking about becoming an influencer, or making money, you know, on one of these platforms, I guess YouTube's the place to go. There's no more money at IG unless you're no, monetizing unless it, comes it yourself. Back. Yeah, right. right yeah. Yeah. What about the TikTok? That's another one. The TikTok. The TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I just called it the TikTok. He said not, not, no, no to the TikTok. No. It's, it's a, they have a creator fund, but it's it's very very small minimal oh, okay. minimal how do people make money on tiktok because i watch a lot of tiktok yeah it's uh because there's so many people there's like uh, over three and a half billion people on tiktok what? so billion a billion <clears throat> so in order to make it you you're just getting little change thrown at you pretty much for you know hundred thousand views you know that kind of things so it's uh-huh. very very small i mean you're getting some uh, but also what helps is the brand deals that people get off of their followers and their views but you're not paying likes. the rent with that no way um with the with the basic creator fund no no there's no way huh. uh, you need a brand deal just like on ig uh, youtube you get sponsored i mean that's what that's what i hope for i mean that's some but i hope i hope it all comes back because you're telling me they're taking away lots of money they're taking lots of money off the table on all platforms well yeah well, here's here's what it did for me it just it, hummer mercedes that's what it did <laughs> well, no, i was able to, to do things and buy stuff that i needed at the time diamond jesus on his neck right now <laughs> come on i got like a 40 new pairs of shoes no but you know it, it just de- uh, motivated me to you know why do i want to make content anymore like i was getting hooked up to yeah. you know have people engage and stay on the platform yeah now everybody's just like ah, well the creator's like why do i care like i'm gonna go somewhere else i was talking to ann about this in the car on our way over here we were talking about like why 
does like do these people that have 40 million followers or that's a lot but like 20 million followers 10 million followers like there's two millions a lot there is less there's less of a motivation right to to do the content stuff since you're not getting paid for it that much anymore yeah yeah Uh, one example would be the fat jew um he was a popular internet account you know for years and years uh but you know he had no skin in the game as far as getting paid so like he was like i'm giving up especially when he got shit about um stealing other people's memes and stuff like right, that right, and it's right. like hey, you know what i got 12 million followers but i'm not getting anything out of it i'm just getting grief so did he give his he quit his account uh, it's still there but it's not active he, I oh. mean, he's, he posts once a month maybe hey but no. let me tell you something david dave stepped it up recently have you been looking at his IJ? Davy Save? Davy Save, yeah. He's got like this thing where he wakes up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like scared. that one. Oh, no, when, he, when he's got the goggles, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. daytime out. Yeah. And then he, but he's wide awake. Yeah, like, but, but that's how scary the stuff that yeah. he's imagining. And then it has, yeah. he has the text, right? He has the text, and he looks over his shoulder. So let me tell you something. Puts it back. I'll, explain, I'll explain what's Are going on. Are you getting with more, that. more viewers? Because that, that's pretty awesome. I like those Here's ones. the thing. I, I need to. I feel like Davy Dave is red right now. No, I feel like I had to immerse myself in my own content because I was getting. I'm getting tired of, of posting other people's stuff or like, you know, just, I want, I want to be, just let me be myself now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it, it was tough and I wanted to, sh- not that I didn't want to show my face or anything like that, but I think that uh, everyone, well, I deserve to make my own content. Too, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was funny. And, and it's, and it's kind of a release for me. It's a creative thing that, you know, it, it kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, what's the beak a little bit. I, I like the one where you're like thinking, like you're drinking the drink, then you stop and you think, and then you're like, okay. Yeah. There you go. He's good, right? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Good. It's good. I, I like it a lot better than, than the memes. I think it's really funny. I, I went, I've gone back to, well, I saved, I saved a oh, couple okay, of them okay, just because cool. they're funny. So yeah. that, so that, so that's the kind of thing that I need to do because the other stuff was not satisfying. This is kind of, making me want to stay on the platforms and yeah. you know yeah. continue that's See, that's why we is can't. this a new channel no it's no, his no. ig just uh, just on my normal page but yeah just uh, just another like i just had to take another avenue so i can entertain myself on have, fun. Yeah. So yeah, have fun so it's kind of like and he went from travel to food like now he's cooking <laughs> so it's kind of like that he was travel no more money in travel now he's making quesadillas or no no he was reality and now he's scripted there we go, there there we go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can yeah, i tell yeah. you one more platform that just went away yeah yeah uh facebook watch was the new syndication and there were all the talk shows on facebook watch becky g um jada smith with red table talk the spinoff of red table talk and it was doing gangbusters all those were doing really really gangbusters is not a word anymore (laughs) but it was doing really 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 well and they just shut down all of those and they let go of all the folks in that department yeah. and that's yeah. not a thing anymore. As no. soon as Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock, that, <laughs> that whole thing it. went but away. I, I feel like the, the whole meta thing, uh, they got rid of uh, a lot of that department. Yeah. So like, it's yeah. not relevant. And gr- again, great, smart people yeah. who were brought over there and at the highest echelon creating this new avenue for talk shows because they weren't getting picked up in daytime right, anymore. Right. And and then they just went. Well, that didn't work, and you don't really know why. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's hard to know tracking and numbers mm-hmm. on things like Facebook, and you know. But all the Rubik's cube pieces are just sort of like. Gah, 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 this you is know. fascinating, by the way. I think this we could do like five yeah. hours no, about no, this because no, no, no. the whole thing's pretty amazing, right? I mean, the, everything that's happening. Well, it's and, the future of what we're all trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're well, trying to figure out where what we're is, going. Everything always ends up back on your phone. Yeah. That's, yeah. I know that. Yeah. No matter what, bottom line is, as a creator, you should continue to come up with more creative, interesting things if, for people to watch. Yeah, if you yeah. want to stay in the space, and yeah, but otherwise, I mean, what's the what's the point? Squid Game. 
you know squid game i just recently watched it i know people watched it a long time ago but i recently watched it and i thought wow this is super unique but i think the the answer to all of these platforms and everyone watching is going to be innovation creativity and great shows that are different because at the end of the day you know the audience wants what they want and right now they don't know what they want until you tell them what they want right, right? until you come right. up with something that is different and, and unique so yeah. this was awesome thanks Anne. Yeah. thanks for yeah, coming thanks, in Anne. will welcome. you do it again sure will okay. you co-co-co-host again yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be great <laughs> yeah. um, no it's awesome to have someone as smart as yeah. you on the show to tell everybody what's happening because people want to know like really really what's going on yeah and I think today we actually let them no, know no we so. did because we us three try to figure it out and it's funny we're like no it's this way no, it's like it's the this. blind leading the blind in here <laughs> everyone everywhere i think is trying to read the tea leaves and figure it out but you you do know you're gonna want to sit down in a movie theater or in front of your phone or a tv and you're gonna want to see good content yeah yeah i agree well um congrats on the show cheap old yes. houses so or who's afraid of a cheap old house or the other names thank you hgtv um, yeah mm-hmm. thank you hgtv thanks bill stanky for meeting my uh-huh. wife and coming up with some really really cool stuff genius and uh he's a genius and uh thanks to extreme and you guys should we do it again next week let's, let's do, it. do it again all right talk to you later see you uh, next time on extreme music.com <laughs> extreme music.com <laughs> on uh film hustlers cool that was awesome